Welcome to Murder Moose. Murder we are part. Of, <laughs> we are part. That's the moose. That that's just, that's our moose. Whatever. Are you, are you sure it's not like a sea lion or something like it's that? It's rhino, but it's our moose. It's Murder I, Moose. I'm sure, could, I'm sure you could find a real moose noise somewhere, but here we are with our roose, roose, rooster, moose. English is hard, man, and I've had a night because I got done streaming, waiting for you, and then my dog decided, as I was trying to join the the, the call thing, my dog decided to hit, step on my power strip, and I've been screaming like a lunatic because I was frustrated because my fucking machine wouldn't come back up. But look at right over here, it says episode 80, and I don't know if you can see it. I can see the full thing, but uh, there's the new poster I did. For last night in Soho, no oh, one's seen it yet, except for uh, yeah, yeah. Me, I was in there while you were working on it. Oh yeah, so well, yeah, yeah. There's the Just finished and product, you. and you saw the scream one today. I'm having a fucking blast doing those things, man. So. Yeah, dude, it's a uh, dude. That's what the thing is. Like, I think that's really cool when you're doing that because they're always awesome. You even got the uh, you got the approval of what do you call him, the Duck Man? What's his name? Uh. uh Creepy the, Duck the designs, Twi- yeah. Creepy Duck, yeah. Yeah, his um, shit's awesome. And yeah, uh, the- I've been following him for a long, long time. He's gotten some like recognition from like Guillermo del Toro now and stuff. Like he's yeah. he's he's getting up there now. It's fucking it's it's cool to see because I love that artists get to just have fun. I've done yeah. this type of stuff for a while, but I took a huge break and I feel like I have a better grasp on what I want to do personally with it yeah. now. And, you know, I'm going to do it anyways. I might as well do it live on Twitch. It's not yeah. very entertaining, but if you like the process, then come yeah. and hang out. It's the process. And then it's just you like beginning to be you, right? Like it's, I think that was like, you were forcing yourself to do it before. And yes. like when you force yourself to do creative things, it just doesn't work well, as I well. I think I just didn't know when I had, I was forcing myself in times that I, you know, I was trying to get it out before and I didn't have a, a yeah. good enough time. And now yeah. like I always wake up earlier than I have to go to work. And I'm like, yeah. this is a perfect time for me to start my day, kick it off with something like creative for myself. Yeah. It's super fun. And it, actually makes my whole work day so much better because yeah. I'm doing something for myself first and it's yeah. what I do for work anyways but it's like I'm getting to like spread my wings a little bit more than I get to at work because yeah. I don't have to follow a brand guideline or that type of yeah. stuff it's like fully whatever the hell I want and I get yeah. to you know just have fun so it's cool yeah dude it's yeah it's like when I was working second shift the last couple of months it was like the it only for like two weeks, but like one of the, the things that kept me from going insane that whole time was like getting to stream beforehand because it was like that outlet of like you know you get to do, like dump endorphins and like do something cool and something you enjoy doing. And well, I like, don't really get the endorphin it, dump. I'm do I'm I'm seriously I'm just going live yeah. and there's like nobody yeah. there, so it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like uh, but whatever, it's still fun. 
it is funny though because after watching the movie it was like i didn't quite understand like a lot of the things about the poster but it made it makes way more sense after yeah right? actually seeing them it's storytelling visual storytelling yeah. like full-on visual storytelling in, yeah. in that poster it's like well, it, yeah if you if you've yeah. seen it you get it if not yeah you might be able to decipher it the the yeah. upside down is like the dream world the bed the catalyst between or the yeah. like plot device i guess and then that like the knife coming out of the bed was the idea of that's the whole world like you know, because you find Merging. out who she actually is in real life, and the the dream world and real world kind of yeah. come to an end with that knife, and it's it's yeah. dope. It's such a fucking funny. cool movie. Yeah, it was funny because like I'll talk about it when we spoil stuff, but like I made a prediction at the beginning that my wife was like, "Oh, that sounds reasonable," and then near the end she called like the big actual thing, and uh, so like I was wrong. I, I, I made the guess that the main character ended up guessing that, you know, was wrong, you know, whatever, three quarters of the way through, mm-hmm. 90% through, whatever it is. Um, but, man, this movie is... It's Edgar it's Wright, to, though. Like, dude, yeah. I I have been an Edgar Wright fan since oh, yeah. uh, Shaun of the Dead. Like, when it first came to theaters, I you know, my friends and I were always huge, huge zombie fans since I was yeah. a kid. So, like, yeah. a zombie comedy we were like all over it and it like i didn't realize that all the edgar wright films really were super underground and like people didn't know who he was until he did baby driver essentially and i'm yeah. like but he did scott pilgrim how did and then i look at the numbers and i'm like no one fucking saw that either like yeah, what no is wrong with pilgrim. people like you're missing yeah. out on one of the best filmmakers of our generation of our time yeah. right now he is like so fucking talented and this movie really shows his talent on like a different level it's yeah. it's, it's it's different for him but still it was yeah amazing. I, I was trying to say like dude like i don't get scared during movies but this movie unsettled me for like a, a, lots of the second half especially it's it's a very unsettling movie just because edgar wright can do he just sets tones so well right man and like Dude, this movie had probably like I jumped from a fucking like cell phone ringing like, which is like <laughs> yeah, kind of totally. crazy when you think about it. But like, man, I, I I really 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 enjoyed this film, and I'm I'm like, I I mean I knew it would it like Edgar Wright nothing like, I think my least favorite Edgar Wright movie is probably uh, the 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 third of the Coronado trilogy, the the At robot End. movie, yeah. At World's End, yeah, which I think a lot of that, I, I, I think he made a mistake, and I'm not saying Edgar Wright makes a lot of mistakes, but making uh, Simon Pegg a douchebag just, like... I still I, love it. I, I was going through, uh, like, right before we had my first kid, my friends, yeah. it was the year that movie came out, so, like, my friends were like, we gotta give you a last hurrah and do, like, a World's End uh, for you but we'll do it around our area. And I like made yeah. like made it look like it did in the poster, the map and put like different pubs and we did our own world's end thing. And like, That's I, awesome. I, that movie like holds a special place in my heart just because of like that night. And like, you know, yeah. but like it being the Cornetto trilogy as well, it it's definitely the, the, the worst of the three, but yeah. it's still, 
Edgar Wright, and he makes pouring a beer fucking cinematic as hell. Like it, <laughs> yep. it's so crazy what he can do just, with yeah. his B roll and his crazy jump cut editing and his his attention to detail. He yeah. he tell he visually storytells better than anyone. And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know this one. I mean, it's, does it as well. I mean, we could talk when we like full dive in, but like if we're being completely honest, like the story of this movie outside of the, like the time traveling kind of aspect of it, isn't that like original. Right. But it's a cool story. It like, I was telling my wife and she's like, what are you talking about? When I was talking about like stir of echoes is like a, a pretty prime example, right? Stir of echoes is the, he moves into the house and starts seeing all the visions and Kevin Bacon being Kevin Bacon. But like, it's a concept that's not like, super original but he just makes it and he makes it with style and he makes it with like mm-hmm. man i don't know why why are these motherfuckers all insistent in hollywood that matt smith is like a crazy dude because he only plays like pieces of shit in like every hollywood movie like every hollywood movie he was like skynet in the one movie he like uh he was supposed to be like he's the bad guy in the new Morbius movie. He's like a bad guy in this movie. I guess he was a. Uh, I never saw it, but um, he's got that like dickhead face though covered. Like he, he not not just he, like he, whatever, but he can like pull yeah. that like dickhead. Yeah. You know, like ooh, yeah. and you just believe. Oh fuck, he's a dickhead. Yeah. And <laughs> well, dude, it's it's funny though. Like he did what two or three seasons of doctor who where doctor who is like the sweetest character in the world. Right. And like, he's just like running around being like awesome doctor who for like a couple years. And then it's, it's the like low you, brow. I think man. Yeah, man. He does such a, like he's not even in that much of this film, but like when he's in it, he's just like, he's a I'm presence. Smith and I, yeah. Well, it's funny, man. Cause it's like, it. it's that like, it feels like British actors who break out in Britain it doesn't like it doesn't buy you anything coming into uh, like Hollywood, right? Like it's like you sit there and like th- these guys have like minor roles when they come over and do stuff. I'm like the doctors, like from Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Like the, you have David Tennant came over and did like he did the uh, the Harry Potter movies. Uh, I remember one Harry Potter movie is like Barty Krause Jr. and then like he was the uh, he was the he was the real fu- another fucking they take him Doctor Who guys and make him fucking creepy ass motherfucking villains. He was the creepy guy on Jessica Jones and Mr. Purple or whatever the fuck his name was with the like he can get people to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And you sit there and go, I don't. Uh, did you ever watch Jessica Jones? Uh, the 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 Netflix show with like is she's like uh the with the chick from um. She was the chick on uh, Breaking Bad who who died of the hair, like choked on her own vomit. Oh yeah, that Jesse dope. was banging. Yeah, and uh, she uh, she was the main character, and and David Tennant played the creepy guy who like was like like controlling or like controlling people. It was like a superpower, right? Um, so you get all these Doctor Who characters who are just like go out and get typecast as fucking weird villains in the long run. It's just like. Man, that's weird to me. But it's like it also makes sense because they're just such good fucking actors, right? I just I cannot wait. Better Call Saul is coming back next week, and it's yeah. the it's the final season. It's the season yeah. that's been like postponed because Bob Odenkirk had like a heart attack on set and everything. But this is also yeah. the season that it's been confirmed that uh, 
Walter White and Jesse yeah, are going to be, Jesse are gonna be on are, are yeah. characters in this season, which it makes sense because yeah. if they're this, over, overlapping with the first season or whatever, breaking well, no, like, whatever. Th- they do the, um, you know, you're you're getting the whole story of uh, Better Call or you know Saul Goodman or yeah. him becoming Saul Goodman and who he was yeah. before, and yeah. also the first episode starts with a flash forward which is after Breaking Bad in black and white. Oh. And yeah, yeah, so like the timeline of the show is actually uh, before, after, and like during him, yeah. his whole story. So it's, it's to me, like all my friends that I, I was the guy, the first season of Better, or uh, Breaking Bad, just like screaming, guys, everyone, what are you, do- just yeah. stop, every, fuck, no, fuck you, shut up. Just listen to me for a second. Listen, watch this fucking show. Seriously, why aren't you watching it? And yeah. like, no one watched it until it went to yeah. Netflix. And then everyone's like, oh my God, why aren't you watching this show? And I was like, yes, exactly. But I'm doing the same thing for this show. And yeah. everyone that I, I I successfully got to love Breaking Bad, they still don't fucking watch this show. I don't get it. It is just as good, if not better, uh, some episodes. Yeah. It, it, they've figured it out. Like that whole team yeah. making that show is like it's just a well-oiled machine. They're making short films. Every episode yeah. is just like a beautifully shot and acted and written and produced. Like the whole thing, it's just amazing sh- short films, one-off short yeah. films. They're fucking fantastic, and people yeah. gotta watch it. I I just that's but, my rant. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk is fucking wonderful, man. Like I, like you you. I, again, I haven't watched Better Call Saul yet either. It's on my to-do list. I think at this point, it's more like, when am I gonna fucking actually like pencil in time to do it? Um, That's the problem nowadays. You know, you yeah. pick a few. Uh, sorry, man, my my thing is full. Like we got five yeah. shows that we're already watching. Yeah. Now, dude, it's like I don't know. Like a lot of my time when I do get like, I get a couple hours extra to do something, and it's like. Okay, I bought some Blu-rays a couple weekends ago. Like this weekend, I put in uh, Alligator from 1980, which was that movie was it's it's not perfect. It's a little B movie e, but man, I fucking loved it. With a what do you call him? The the father from Nightmare on Elm Street uh, is like the main character, and uh, it's 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 wonderful and cheesy, and it does things that you don't expect. Like. It it was it was uh, in an in, in interesting watch after watching uh, Motel Hell like with continue a couple of weeks ago because like came out in 1980 at the same time and you see you see the Jaws influences which obviously inspired the film to even get made right because Jaws had the you know the oh we need more animals eating people and doing things like that right um, but I I that movie impressed me on a lot of levels and it, it like the practical effects were really good. And uh, the gator looked awesome most of the time. <laughs> and they had they, these kids like push their little friend in the pool with the gator at one point, and he ate like a eight year old or something like that. And I was like, yes, <laughs> like this movie fucking slaps. It's not the I, I think most normal people who don't love horror would watch that movie and be like, why do you like this? I'd be like, because it's fucking cool and I enjoy it and I, I fucking enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I have. Uh, but um... so it's like. What? Huh? Go on. Sorry. I, I was just gonna say, like, so my like little periods of grace when I get time when I'm at like you know watching a movie. Like, I I don't know about you. Like, my schedule is pretty like s- like 
down pat at this point. It's like we have a, I work and then it's like, or I watch a movie on Monday for the podcast and then Tuesday yep. I stream after work and then do the podcast. And Wednesday it's like I stream and then like watch TV with the wife. Like we're trying to watch Moon Knight or something after. And then like Which Thursday is, is like goofy, but still good. Dude, I love Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he, I, that fucking I, show I, is, I think he's a good choice for this as well. Uh, yeah. Ethan Hawke is, eh, it, it, I, he's, he, he's not completely, like, I love Ethan Hawke, don't get me wrong, but he just, it, I don't feel like it's the complete right fit. It's a little clunky and yeah. it, it seems a little forced in, I in think, this. I think he's doing his like cult kind of thing. I, I, I'm wondering how much more they're going to show of him because like, they haven't gotten him. You're kind of just guessing how bad this man really, truly is up until this point, um, because he does wipe people off the the planet. But like, he hasn't done anything like, like, super villainy yet. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the last like four episodes because we're recording this before episode three comes out. So it'll be interesting. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's like limited. Like, dude, we had like, uh, um. I'm getting drug along to see uh, Fantastic Beasts on Friday, and I'm like, <sighs> I went and saw Ambulance by myself on the weekend. Yeah, and then there was like a fire alarm that happened, like minutes, be- like the trailers yeah. were just starting, and then all of a sudden, people come in. Yeah, everyone, everyone's getting evacuated. We're like, oh, God, fuck. Yeah. And of course. It's like the first day, like winter's back in Calgary. Woo! Like, <laughs> welcome back. But it, before that, it was like 20 degrees. So I was like there in a t-shirt and then we all get evacuated outside. And I'm like, fuck, the day I don't bring a jacket because I was like, I'm going to park underground. I won't have to worry about yeah. it. And then we're yeah. all stuck outside and it's so windy with the wind chill. It's like minus 16 or something crazy. And uh, I'm like, screw this. Go in the car and wait and... <laughs> There's ambulances and fire trucks. I'm like, what the fuck is... Go-? And then they all just leave. And it was just like false alarm. I'm just waiting. Go and see that. I'm like, ugh. So... <laughs> all it reminds... When we went to that concert a couple weeks ago, like a month ago, whatever it was, uh, we... Uh, they let the early access... Like, we had VIP, but it was like... Like, there were two levels of VIP. It was like VIP and like super VIP. And the super <laughs> VIP, you got like to meet and greet and shit oh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And the the regular VIP, you got like you got in early, but you got like a poster with all the band signatures. But like, I actually ended up being the most valuable part of all of that was you got to buy merch early. Oh shit! Because like they sold yeah, out because pretty like, quick. Well, not even that. It was like by the time we were like getting out of the merch line, it was like back through this fucking convention center like way fucking longer, and it was like holy shit like it was like bonkers but uh while we were waiting like after the first like the real vip has had gone in um they like had to haul like some like per- some person fainted or something i think <laughs> was what happened and they had to haul someone out <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> I'm, I'm just like it's always weird having like like live events like that in like also, I think people are. I, I bet that shit's happening more than it like it used to happen, right? Because, oh yeah, because like, the social like, anxiety. And yeah, stuff. yeah. So it's uh, there's a lot, man. And I, I did. I got a guy who came by last week to look at my fence, and it's going to cost me just under six thousand dollars to get a fence fixed for two sides. And I'm just like, yeah, lumber ain't cheap anymore, man. No, dude, it is. Uh, 
Yeah, you know why? Because it's all... F- it, it's actually your fucking Canadian's fault. Like, it's not your fault, but, like, when, uh, when the fucking, like, COVID started, all... <laughs> <laughs> all the Canadians that like all the lumber comes from Canada. I-, I learned this. And when it came from Canada, like all the, all the people who actually, you know, cut it and do all that shit yeah. and like processes that are all like immigrants. They like basically bring immigrants in on these like temporary work visas. And so like ever since COVID happened, like that's not like you don't have people. They- there's just lumber sitting everywhere in Canada and not being like, processed everywhere just so in the woods like, yeah it's in, in the, the woods in the <laughs> oh dude so next week we have uh calgary underground film festival starting on thursday i'm gonna send you mm-hmm. a, a link to the the like movies that i'll potentially get to check out i don't okay. know i don't know my ability yet to like i know i have a full um like just pass so i get to see yeah every movie i want yeah but i don't know about uh you know passing that off to you and sharing sharing it so we can see stuff but there's there's a few movies that look fucking fantastic uh that are you know because this is a festival it's months before their release date and stuff because it's on the festival circuit so i know of some movies that are coming out in june that i'm going to be seeing next week and stuff so i'm really excited to to have this opportunity as always, but like then, yeah. then the 24th, I'm, I'm a jury member for the 48 hour film challenge this year. So it's fucking, it's all film. April's always like, it just sparks me. Cause like cuff yeah. has been, w- was one of the main things that got me into really solidify. Like I was always a filmmaker since I was a kid and stuff, but like it, it's yeah. the, it is the festival and everyone involved in it is so fucking cool and just all yeah. it is it is everything that you want a festival to be because it's all the coolest people that are super into horror as well and they they do yeah. their own like midnight like showings of like just the craziest shit that you can't see anywhere else and i, I fucking i'm i'm a little kid in a candy shop right now right so <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's like all oh, that, and you get a you've earned enough respect in the, like that community that they're like having you come in to fucking like judge shit, which is cool, man. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of pressure, but it's also like a really cool honor because it means that you've like proven yourself as a filmmaker and someone who's like they, the community knows, man. Which means you're like you're doing your shit, man. You're doing you're doing your thing, and people are, like appreciate you. So Calgary. they know how fucking they know how fucking titties Josh is how titties josh is i love so. this community here though man like it yeah it, you know we're in canada this there's a lot of things happening in calgary right now like some of the biggest productions in the world they're all hanging out here and doing yeah. like the amount of like the globe where all this always happens every year was just yeah. all shut down for the like the last two weeks and that whole block was a set for the last of us like run down they've like made the sidewalks go up and like shit was all grown out it looks so fucking cool i saw all these pictures oh man it i'm i'm just excited to to see that show and see my city like the amount of my city that is just like closed down every week now and i see these like pictures and friends just going on like bike rides oh shit what the fuck oh it's another (laughs) last of us set like it's crazy dude man 
uh, I wonder if Baby Yoda's there because I mean, yeah, Mandalorian is the main character, so like he has to bring Baby Yoda along, right? Of course, Grogu, he like he, he needs to. <laughs> I also I watched <laughs> the bubble, and he's in that too. He was probably my favorite part of that movie. I don't know uh, if I know that. It's a the new bubble? Netflix movie about oh, okay. a movie being made during the pandemic. So oh, okay. it's it's the new Judd Apatow movie, and it's just it's oh. really not that great. Is it like every other Judd Apatow movie where if you t- like took about an hour off of yeah. the film, you probably had a pretty good movie? Like, dude, that it, we talk about it all the time about how ninety minutes is our fucking that motherfucker is like you talk about South Park and like smell loving the smell of your own farts. Judd Apatow has done a lot of good <laughs> stuff, but man, oh, that motherfucker that's such a good loves, way to describe his fucking shit, man. Oh my, he God. loves the smell of his own farts, dude, because it's just like like, dude. You don't make comedies at fucking three hours long, you asshole. Like, you just, it's just such this a, like. This 40. Could have been a way better movie, but yeah, yeah, like a whole hour had to be taken out of it. Dude, that, and the fucking, the, the cancer one with Adam Sandler and whatever like yeah. that. Like, that movie had like a, you could have taken out a whole act of that film and it would have been way better it, yes. like he just no one tells him to stop no one because it, they make tons of money but it's like Didn't, it's like wait, that thing uh the that one that he did with uh what's his name in uh the king of staten island that one was pretty yeah. good but it wasn't short either <laughs> yeah i haven't i haven't seen that one uh, i do like i i like pete davidson's like he was good in his little short spot he had in suicide squad but yeah um yeah just judd apatow is just like he's just so full of himself like and you've done lots of good stuff but man like back in three the day hours, like yeah yeah like the early 2000s were his era and then yeah now he's like yeah uh, he's washed up Dude, he's been making shit that is like that. He must not. He must edit his own movies and just think, no, no, I'm not cutting anything out because I'm, I'm everything I do is the best. So why would I cut my own shit out? It's like, dude, calm the fuck down. Yeah, watch it's, a Mr. Beast video and then get back to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, it's so funny, man. Because like, it, you know, the there were stupid people online in the last week going. It made me laugh, Josh. Someone was like tweeting out. When are horror movies going to start like not being sequels and in in reboots? And I'm like, if you if you're a horror fan in 2022 and you think that horror is full of uh, yeah maybe like studio stuff, horror or yeah, the only thing that's actually like, advertised, but you're not a real fan. I I would like anyone who thinks that to go through our, the list of our episodes <laughs> and 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 go, uh, how many of these films have you seen? Or even heard of. Just go see because, Psycho Gore, man. And then yep. it follows and then shut the fuck up. <laughs> I feel like most people like who are like call themselves horror fans have heard of It Follows, but I'm just like, man, there's so much good horror that like, and like X in this just con- came out yeah. and it was original and it came out of yeah. nowhere. Exactly. And- exactly. I mean X and like we have all this stuff. It's like just because Texas, dude, the stuff that came out on Netflix, like stuff like uh, uh, there's someone in your house, like it was the fucking Fear Street movies, like all this shit has been like real original, real different. Like we talk about Psycho Gorman all the time, but like, dude, fucking everything on fucking uh, Shutter, man. Shutter has old classics, but it also has just stuff that is just original and cool. And it's just like if you're complaining about the 
unoriginality of fucking horror, you are not paying attention to this fucking, you're not paying attention. You're just not paying attention because there is so much stuff that is just Here's like- Here's the posters yeah. I've done. Here's the scream, yeah. well, scream, that's whatever. But come yeah. on, It Follows, Ring You, Ring well, that's you. old, X, yeah. Psycho Goreman, anything for anything Jackson. For Jackson. Like, come on, these are all fucking great movies, and I had a lot of fun doing all those posters as well. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, dude, and we talk about it every, all the the foreign shit we've talked about on the show is like, most regular, like, horror fans haven't seen them. It's like, going out of your way, go fucking watch some fucking, uh, some fucking Korean horror, man. Go watch some Korean horror. Yeah, go watch Thirst. Go watch fucking I Saw the Devil, which is like, it has a lot. Like, I Saw the Devil has a lot, like, where it's like, a, it totally reminded me a lot of, of uh, Last Night in Soho, where it's just like that, that unsettling, like, thing, that whole movie, man. Like I said, I was saying earlier, man, I, the last, this movie right now, completely original movie. I mean, like, the story isn't, like, the most original idea, but, like, it's a movie that has no, no connection to anything else. It's just Edgar Wright doing a cool fucking film because he's fucking Edgar Wright, man. It's like, we have guys also, like, fucking, like, look at Guillermo del Toro, like, who, for every, like, he does Blade 2, right, which is still my favorite Blade, but then he goes out and he fucking introduces the world to something like Hell, uh, uh, Hell uh, Boy, and just does two really cool Hellboy movies, right? Um, it's just like, but then he's like doing like the first was Pacific it, Rim Peak? was fucking dope, by the way. Yeah, the second oh, one yeah. was a fucking mess. But <laughs> so when I this is how I know a movie's real bad when my wife watches something and goes uh, because my wife will watch things that even I'm like eh, sometimes <laughs> and, and, w- and when when she's like no don't watch it I'm like yeah. oh that that must be real bad because she's she she likes goofy goofy movies right like she likes she usually likes stuff that you could turn your brain off with which I understand it's fucking 2022 with <laughs> turning your brain off during a film is a is a good idea man so Let's, okay, we're all we're like thirty minutes in now, so let's like actually dive into last night in Soho because we've talked about it a bunch. But we, I don't know, I I think you might have interrupted me, but we are part of the Slashing Cast Network. If you no, watch we're it not. on YouTube, you could you could see that. Uh, yes, we are. What do you mean? No, it's not. part of the game. Or wait, we're it's, in the game. Ah, uh, Slashing Cast. It's in the game. It's in the That's game. What you got it. God damn it, Josh! You <laughs> fucked up your own fu- like Tom Fullery. <laughs> so every time you do that, though. I will tell you because we're cutting. We have two sources of audio. The the audio won't hear that, but the fucking video. Oh right, will. right. So if you go if, to if you YouTube hear, like, to get the full experience yeah. uh, of farts, yeah. yeah, of farts and burps <laughs> and the that's the moo sound. You didn't hear yeah. any of that on the podcast because yeah. you're in your car right now and you're listening yeah. to my sensual voice, <laughs> Josh. Do you want to read the synopsis? Yes, I do. From Edgar Wright, man. Edgar Wright film. Uh, An aspiring fashion designer in a mysterious... What? Is mysteriously (laughs) able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all it appears to be and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker like like the broken poster i did yeah we won't spoil right away uh like 
we'll just go over it for a little bit and then go into that. But All I got to say is man, Anya Taylor-Joy is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, she is. She pulls off the like whole like the 60s vibe, man, is a, a, I think in modern times, especially like for me, the like fashion sense of the 60s is odd, right? To say that like it's it just is so disconnected because I feel like the 60s like were such a eye-opening like time period for the, the world right like people were like this is like you had the people growing up who were all the babies like the the, the kids raised after world war ii right this is like your people who had never like experienced any of this shit and they were like coming in and they're like experiencing the world for the first time and going out and just like especially in these hubs right like this takes place in london um and you go man the London, by the way, I how I don't know how the fucking girl in this movie tries to sleep anywhere in that fucking room <laughs> with the the bright blue and red and whatever lights, man. That shit would have driven me fucking what, like this bonkers. Room? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's not flashing and you're not sleeping in there. Um, so there was a lot going on and like the, I I really do like the connection. I also. Man, we talk about it all the time. I, I really appreciate when you kind of get information in these movies, but they don't like fucking spoon it's not, feed yeah, it's everything. Not spoon. Edgar Wright is not about that because yeah. he's such a visual storyteller. He will set up a scene and have yeah. it be in the background or have it be this yeah. thing that you can... But it it's it's not done as subtly as like... Uh, yeah. What's his name? fuck why can't i think of his name and he's like my favorite like brandon cronenberg's son or david cronenberg's son like i no, think of, like i think a possessor Fincher oh, does Fincher, that shit yeah. in the background all the time yeah he'll put like subtle things in the background of every like in fight club the starbucks yeah. cup is in the background of every single scene just to show yeah. like what the hell well, he's so good dude well like what i really approve of though like is you have this whole world that every all these characters are living in right and and like so one of the plot points that like this isn't like it's not a real I don't know it's not it's a spoiler but it's a light spoiler one of the 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 character things in this movie is that the character's mother committed suicide when she was like seven and you find that real early on that's why I say a light spoiler um and like you never really fully get what was there that just her mother wasn't well but like how they handle that and how they handle like that information where it's like, they don't just go, yeah, she did this and this and this and this and this. <laughs> like they just kind of like you sit there and go, because this was like, if you think about it, if this was the real world and this was really happening, it would be very similar. People wouldn't be like, yeah, she, she like just like pulled her hair out and jumped in front of a semi truck. But like, <laughs> it's like, it's, you if she was going through half the shit her daughter had to go through and like yeah. just it yeah you know it kind of makes sense it's like well this is all yeah. too much yeah. like fuck like, dude it's never gonna I stop i have to say yeah i, I have to say man like this sh movie is shot like it's got some of the craziest like most complex shots in something especially like this size of a movie that i've ever seen like that's accurate right he he just gets yeah. What he he knows exactly what he wants, and I've yeah. seen, you know, have, have you seen his whole like? Uh, yeah, I think I've seen everything he did. I mean, from I mean, I have a Scott Pilgrim poster right over there. That's the um, best movie ever, dude. It just it yeah, can't dude, be beat. I yeah, it's it's why it, that movie is one of the just like 
it's not a comic book movie, but it is a comic book movie, right? Like yep. it's 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 like a graphic novel turned into a movie. But he just that was like why I was so excited when he was going to do Ant Man, and like they still did a good job at Ant Man. Don't get me wrong. You can but, like, see the Edgar Wright isms that were, that you know yeah stayed made in it into the movie. script. Yeah, yeah and, and it's uh, like, like you know it. I, I don't I you know it's a it's a big statement to say I don't think it would have been as as good of a movie at all if he wasn't attached to it as much as he was yeah. because he pushed it to where it became you know because Ant Man could have been a throwaway character yeah. and a throwaway movie and then it just you know it he didn't want to follow the formula and yeah. they forced it into the formula at the end you see that but you also see yeah. where you know he was like no 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 let's push it well it's it's the same thing with james gunn in guardians of the galaxy another super fucking talented filmmaker who has made more horror i I mean james wright's film catalog is yeah it's weird but it's it's you it's bonkers man he just makes movies he's passionate about right slither was like you know i went and saw that in theaters and it just to see like people that you know from mall rats and like everything was just coming together yeah. for me and i was like who's this james gunn right and then we went and saw super yeah. when i think at like a festival first and i was like man this is super dark but so fucking yeah. good and yeah i don't know james gunn Dude, that movie gets- that movie man i don't know that's a movie where i'm like yeah that was a one and done for me i appreciate it but it is so fucking dark. You're just like it's very dark, and but it, it's yeah. it's dark and also awkward as hell because yeah. you feel so much empathy for the character because he is not all there and he's doing really horrible things to people, but he yeah. doesn't know what he's doing, and you're just like, oh, it makes me feel weird, <laughs> and uh, it's you know, that, like, yeah, it's that thing like where characters are. I mean, we we, we talked about it like with uh the stylist right where like yes. that when characters are very very socially awkward you're just like yes it just makes things awkward to watch man it, it, it think i still think one of my favorite like like things like that in a movie ever is like me myself and irene yeah where uh he has the his wife has a affair with a black guy and so like the three black babies pop out and he's just like completely shuts down like mentally because of it like because he can't live his life continuing to like to like think that like they aren't his children. <laughs> and so it's like that same kind of thing. It's like that disconnect from the real world, man. I had to say like the, the like talking about it with you now and like sitting here, the, the, the shot that still like really rings in my head is the, the pretty early on, like once, once, uh, what's her name? Her name is Ellie, right? Ellie, yep. uh, Eloise, I'm not spoiler, but she, she's, we talked about it already. She's going in and seeing these like, uh, kind of like seeing the world from this other character's perspective and the other character is going up these stairs and she's following like, like in the mirrors on there. And it's such a fucking cool shot, There's man. It's so, such a cool- I want to see the behind the scenes of how they accomplish some of this stuff because like it is, I, you know, this is my third time, I think seeing this movie yeah. for this show. And, uh, like I just even just those dance scenes where they're dancing yeah. and he spins and then you see that they're going off 
camera and then coming back in and the choreography must have just been crazy for that but i was looking for it yeah. i was like i was deep diving for for this and like yeah. really like because i love the process i love knowing how special effects and like what yeah. things were special effects that you didn't even realize were special effects yeah. and i fucking i cannot get enough of that type of stuff so yeah. i was really i was doing that and there was like a few things like the um there's like some uh scare fake outs with yeah. dream sequency things and i'm just like yeah it didn't get me but i was like anticipating it and i was just like man was that good still knowing yeah. it came and it was gonna come and like the grabbing yeah. i'm just like fuck that was so well done yeah like, dude so the, much stuff the, it, I was saying that to my wife as we were watching last night. This it really kind of feels like a Twilight Zone episode, like in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, it was kind of the vibes I had from it, and it was like, I don't like. It goes from like psychological thriller. You know what? The, another movie that actually kind of now the more I think of it, it, kind of reminds me of, and it's still kind of got like similar story aspect. What Lies Beneath is also another film that's like very like in that same vein of like living in a spot that is just like something horrible's happened here and like sensitive people just like pick it up and how they pick it up and how they go through that so it's like again it's a story i'm like a story that's not super unique but how he tells it and like the elements of and he throws like zingers in there that you just don't expect and man it is it is it it sits there in and you you I think Edgar Wright telling the story of what it was like for women, specifically women in the sixties, like still trying to make it through in the world in the things they had to do. And the men that took advantage of him, he's just like, it's heartbreaking, man. It's like you well, have, that's all what it was refreshing to see Edgar Wright do a movie where there was female leads. Cause he's, yeah. He's only ever done movies where there's a male lead and you can tell yeah. he's writing what he characters that he kind of knows and like with Simon yeah. Pegg being a, a co-creator with these types of things with him. Yeah. You can really see what where he came from and where he is now. And that's what I overly enjoyed about this movie was it yeah. felt like he was pushing the envelope a little more for himself with these, uh, you know, telling this story. And yeah, yeah I, I just appreciate it. I think telling the story of like from perspectives of different types of people is important, man. It's, it's the whole like representation matters thing. Like it's the whole, like, and not that they're saying, I mean, still, you're still fucking talking about a fucking white female, you know, in, in like, you know, in her twenties or, you know, teens, late teens in this, but like, uh, we talk about it before, man, but the things like, things like, uh, you put in, uh, the shang chi like so like the first like you know asian like superhero real asian superhero in the marvel universe and stuff like that it's like that stuff means a lot that's why black panther meant so much and so having that fucking representation for people to look up to it that's the kind of stuff that is going to make other people just fall in love with film and fall in love with cinema and like go out and be just like these passionate filmmakers like a great man like Wait, Edgar Wright. How excited are you to see the Multiverse of Madness? It, it's being coined as the Marvel's first horror film. Do you want to do it for the show? Uh, we can. I have tickets already. I already do. We too. bought tickets. <laughs> yeah, we bought tickets, and we bought tickets. I mean, we, yeah, definitely, dude. I, it would be an interesting thing because, like, it's Sam Raimi, dude. Like, I know. Like, this is like, and 
and it also the whole it's the same we're talking it's funny because it connects because it's it's very similar to what happened with Edgar Wright yeah. and Ant-Man because Scott Dickerson wanted to that's his right name right Scott Dickerson he uh he wanted to make it scarier right and like it's that whole like thing which is funny because man I the the we talked about Moon Knight already Moon Knight has that those elements right of It's that. creepy man like I was yeah. like thinking about like my daughter loves like most marvel things and you yeah. know this and that and i'm like this would be too creepy for her like i yeah. would not want you know she would yeah. not be okay watching this for sure like Can't it feels like was... a pg-13 yeah for sure Can't she was fucking creepy man yeah like, dude that like a whole disconnected floating head thing is just like yeah it's it's got those elements man and dude i uh i watch uh one of the YouTubes I watch for a lot of that stuff is uh, Emergency Awesome, who does a lot of Marvel and you know that kind of stuff, DC stuff, and he he always puts these fucking clips of the the Moon Knight comics that they're like based in this runoff on in his videos, and it's like the artwork is so fucking bonkers because it almost feels like watercolors, you know, but like dark watercolors, and so like how they transition that stuff has been impressive, and again. Oscar Isaac is fucking dope, and I he's love him. good in I love everything. Him. Like seriously, I don't, I don't know a yeah. single thing that he hasn't been good in. Ha- have you seen the yeah. the card counter? That one no. is. Uh, it came out last year, and it's it's pretty gnarly, actually. Like it's yeah, yeah. It, it's about a card counter, but it's also about the other stuff he did before he was a card counter, and it was some fucked yeah. up shit <laughs> in yeah. Iraq as like a man yeah yeah it sounds cool i there's like the shots they say, do to show like yeah the, i'm just i'm just thinking about they did like you know they're like when you're making like a 3d pan to use after the fact yeah to, for just like the lighting or whatever they used yeah. that camera trick to like show the whole fucking room all at once and you're just yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, it's so like messed up. Yeah, it's like the a lot of that stuff seems like like those really crazy uh, shooting techniques they came up with for like the the first Matrix movie, and then going on to the stuff like that of like because you know the whole like I I think of uh, Trinity when she does up goes up yeah. and does that like whatever totally. kick and stuff like that and they have the like you know wrapping around her with cameras and stuff like that and all the like the, the the Wachowski sisters came up with such like interesting techniques for like shooting this extreme crazy shit and I mean they tried it in the new one and did some insane shit where they're like running brutal yeah should not have been made yeah. it was just a no. waste. But, but they were trying. Sh- th- she was trying crazy shit in that film, like the whole like scene with uh, uh Neil Patrick Harris and, and Keanu Reeves and stuff, like where they're like, one of them's running at like twenty four frames a second, one of them's running like 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 way more than that, and it just gives that. W- it didn't work, but they were trying <laughs> shit like that, you know. It didn't work, um, but but dude, that's the kind of stuff, though, man. Like I. If you're a filmmaker of that like degree of whatever, if you you want to try to do cool shit, I mean, well, it's just it's like, like Peter see, Jackson. Yeah, Peter. I he was shot, gonna say the Peter Jackson and the Hobbit yeah. shit being like ninety frames a second or something. It stupid. was forty-eight. Forty-eight. It was forty-eight frames, it, which is it was dumb. regular reg, Yeah, regular cinema shot it's at 24. twenty-four frames a second. I know because yeah. I and I make. Yeah films yeah. and you do it yeah. so there's motion blur and when there's no yeah. motion blur in a theater it looks fucking stupid 
it's it looks not like a you're computer game. A soap opera on, on on like big screen televisions. It yeah, was, it's, yeah, it it's was really, really weird, stupid, yeah. and it shouldn't yeah. have been done. And it yeah. it it was it's, it was a misstep. That's why, like, you have something like, I mean, for everything in this movie in in uh, Last Night in Soho, special effects wise, is like nothing looks fancy but then you look at how they did all these these shots and you're going this was really really like you're combining shots and doing all this stuff right and then like i feel like because you know his success with baby driver and like you know i i don't know the budget or whatever this one had but i felt like this movie you know like in normal horror movies where something would happen like horrific and then they would go and run and hide or whatever would have been like, yeah. you know, it would have felt like down here in like the budget or the execution or, you know, that type of stuff. Whereas this one, yeah. it it all meshed together so seamlessly. It felt like this really big budget, like studio movie mixed with this like quaint yeah. horror movie that he knows how to yeah. make. Like, but I, it it elevated them both and like, bridged the gap between them so almost effortlessly and i don't know there's like the scene where she's like hiding in the bathtub and there's just like a dolly in shot and i just i that was like the moment in the movie for some reason it's like a nothing scene but i just felt like it was so much bigger and more seamless and i felt like man edgar wright you're just like a master of filmmaking everything is so well done in this movie well i mean like the last third of this film is like i was creeped out the whole time like i said i don't get scared during films most of the time and he does it all with just setting that atmosphere and they're just like like the 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 ghostly figures that are throughout the end of the film you're just like he does so much with so little there's a little bit of a cringe moment for me in that when you know uh, and then he like you know the handing yeah the, you know yeah that was the one part that I, you know it makes sense and you know you you thought wrong blah blah, blah and you know the carpet gets yeah. pulled but it was a little too uh but that hollywood that was, yeah, yeah that was the only part I mean, that i was like uh, that would have been that would have been the actual spot where this film ended because she was getting pulled off to jail because yeah, because of what had happened at that that section, but yeah, it is, man. I, I, I really do love like you take this. Uh, it feels like a study into mental health, like mental illness and stuff like that, and just transitioning it to horror, right? Like it's again, you can talk about mental health issues in horror, and do shit like this, right? And like just use it as a, like, instead of like being bipolar, it's you see weird shit right like that's the kind of thing that like you can really do interesting stuff with and and Edgar Wright just killed it and so I want to kind of talk about spoilers now so if you haven't seen this and you're listening to this go watch this fucking film it's you can buy it on iTunes and other places now it's fucking dope go see it it's wonderful Uh, Edgar Wright is he's he's just such an underappreciated director like it's one of those things where it's like I feel like you normal moviegoers have no idea how good this man's filmography is like i think i think Shaun of the dead is the one that some people know about like and people i think people know of it but like 
I think fucking Hot Fuzz, no one saw, and then like it's so good. Yeah, it's Hot so such, gory. Yeah, out of nowhere, yeah. and it just it. That's the <laughs> the movie that yeah it really showed because like you know he came on the map because of Shaun of the Dead, and he took a, a, the subgenre of horror, which is zombie movies, and added it to comedy. Then he's like, you know what? I want to do an action movie next, a buddy cop movie. Let's go. Yeah. So they they successfully put in parody scenes from the best buddy cop and action yeah. movies ever, but then also meshed it in with like high intense gore and a horror like subplot. And it was, yeah. at, but also hilarious subplot at the same time. Yeah. It, it the the way he mixed all of those genres together was flawless. Then the world's end was like the the classic pub crawl, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. The the character or with alien friend on his, and, you know, not yeah. doing so well. But the, you know, the the mixing it with aliens, it didn't really work so well. But you know, yeah. it still made it. It was still good action. It was still a well made film. It was just like there were issues with like yeah tone and stuff like that but yeah so but go watch this film it's fucking dope so we're gonna spoil shit now um edgar writes the best just fucking watch all his movies yeah he's fucking awesome uh scott pilgrim of the world is one of the most unappreciated films of all time and like i i don't even think i watched it enough i don't know when the last time i watched it and i have i've sent you my pictures of my uh, uh scott pilgrim poster i think I think I've shown it to you, but uh, if not, I'll show it to you afterwards. I, that, uh, I just, is, well, I think I told you this. I just introduced it to my nibbling this year. Yeah. And they've already watched it, I think, five times. Yeah. Uh, going as Ramona Flowers for Halloween. Uh, I've already rewatched it with them like twice this year. Yeah. So, like, it's, I, I, I was like, wait, you haven't seen, wait, wait, wait you haven't seen Scott Pilgrim. This movie yeah. was made exactly for you. This is like your movie. And they're like, yeah, yeah whatever, whatever. Watch it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott Pilgrim is just its just one of those films that you go. I think that like Michael Sarah being in it might have thrown some people off, but no, he fucking kills he it. And, and perfection. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Olstein or, or Winston. What's her, Winston is just like. Fucking, that was the first movie. This was like, the, that was the beginning of her just being in everything for like a minute where she was in like a dozen movies in a row. But like by the end, it was just like, she was in that thing, that thing, uh, that thing uh, remake. She was in Our Death Prequel Proof and, and she was yeah. the daughter yeah. in the Die Hard movie. She was, yeah. yeah. Dude, she was really good. She was really good in that Netflix action movie that came out uh, like uh, last year. That was. Oh, I don't think I watched it. I it was have. a little it, it was a little it was a little B movie but like they embraced it so it was it, that movie it has one of the worst CGI scenes I've ever seen though like it was on some list I saw recently where like she's driving a car it is it's like Tokyo Drift it's worse than the Tokyo Drift CGI that's all I have to say but yeah Metal Lords um, just came out today on Netflix it's like metal kids in high school or something and like we're in the full on I don't know. Oh, dude. I, I saw like a random trailer for it and I can't wait to check it out. It looks pretty funny. <laughs> I still never watched Deathgasm, which is like metal, like metal is summoning Satan and shit oh, like dude, that, right? Do so it. like it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this film, uh 
starts off, we have our, our main character, it, her whose name is Eloise, uh, played by Thomasin McKenzie, I think is what her name is. She looks a lot like the little sister from Zombieland. So that's what I was talking about like earlier. It was like, I don't know if that was, we were recording when I said it, but that is such a, like, that's exactly what this girl looks like. And she's going off. She lives with her grandma. You figure out that her mom killed herself uh, and her dad never knew her dad. Um, she goes off to London to, uh, to go to uh, fashion school. And you learn real quick that they put her in a room with a, a, a not nice young lady who she's a douchebag. Yeah. She's a, she's a, a, a word that rhymes with a bunt. She is a bunt. Um, she, she like fucks with this girl. She lights up cigarettes in her, 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 her like their room. And like the first night they're there, they go out and she brings some dude back and just starts fucking like in front of this girl. And so she ends up going out and like finding a, 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 like a room to rent so she doesn't have to you know do this shit unfortunately she picked what is apparently like a very very bad spot to rent because of the crazy shit that's happened in this house um she has an uh this the the sweetest little old lady as her as renting in the room and she's like you can't be too loud and you can't do laundry at night because it shakes my bed or my bedroom and um, you can't have guys past eight. Okay. I mean, the rules. I mean, they're like, they're very they're like, old lady rules. Yeah. They're old lady rules. They all remind me very much of like, if you ever see things about like how, like where like women used to live in like the 1800s together, like those houses, kind of this stuff like that. It kind of reminded me of like that. But from all you could tell is Eloise is like, is the only person living there besides this lady. Um, and, uh, Basically, she goes to bed for the first time and wakes up and is in 1960s London. Uh, she kind of figures out she's like watching the life of this woman who is actually Anna Taylor Joy. And uh, yeah, so you basically figure out that Anna Taylor Joy was this uh, want like girl who wanted to be a singer she wanted to be a lounge singer back in the 60s uh and unfortunately falls into the 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 prey of matt smith's character who is jack and jack is jack attack like yeah he makes it seem like (laughs) he's a uh a talent kind of person but we learn very quickly he's really just a pimp, and he takes he takes Sandy is the girl's name and uh, starts pimping her out all over the city, and it it's that thing where uh, Eloise is like living through all these experiences, but like as Sandy starts getting paranoid and starts getting you know like you know just broken down as a human being as you're being treated like an object kind of destroys your mental well-being. Uh, we start learning that it is indeed uh, that all this stuff is fucking with, with Eloise. She's like starting to see shit in the middle of the day. Uh, she finds a her, her, her classmate, John uh, is really into her and is like coming and like, hanging he's out awesome. With her. I oh, love that guy. 
Yeah. Dude, I'm this is I was going to say this before but we were spoiling. This mother it it kind of is funny. We just talked about it follows. This motherfucker is almost Paul level of determined to get of getting laid because he, this motherfucker goes in takes her out steals her can of coke. I mean, yeah, but he he, he is about to fuck her. She has a goddamn panic attack. Breaks a mirror. All this shit, like an old lady threatens to kill him. He steps on a bunch of glasses. He runs out, and he still is like, doesn't stay away from her. Like that's how he like how much he digs her. Those are like, like red flags, man. Those are just like yeah. <laughs> red flags. That's probably a yeah, red dude, flag. Dude, you, you you see this lady almost stab someone in the face. That is Josh was referring to earlier. That made him a little cringy. And it's the timing is weird. Yes. Um, and you still stick around. I, I commend you, man. I, 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 I heard on, on a stream today, don't stick your dick in crazy or let your, uh, or let crazy dick stick it, uh, be stuck into you. And I think I would have followed that advice if I was him because man, let the, you can't keep sharp objects around Eloise. It feels like, um, she is cute. Yeah, she's pretty, man. I yeah. I think she looks way better as a brunette because at like yes. fairly early on in this film, she uh, dyes her hair blonde to kind of look like Sandy's character. Did you see old? Old? No, I haven't. She I, was really I've good heard in old. The dialogue in that film is painful. I've heard that the dialogue in that film is real painful. Yeah, but and she was good in it. I mean, okay, I, I, dude. I I told you a long time ago. M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong I lost me at fucking signs and I unfortunately I got, to, I got asked to do a signs I know. poster so I'm gonna do it I know I, dude that movie that movie would have been one of my favorite alien invasion movies of all time it they was didn't show dude, it. it was or the water no, thing <laughs> the water thing yeah yeah it's that thing where logically makes so little sense and only feels it was like okay i had six cents i had i had a twist i need i need another twist and when you're already ripping off war of the worlds and, and you, you <laughs> that's how you go it's just like oh dude and then the twist and fucking i i there's so many of his movies i've still never seen i've never seen lady in the water even though paul giamatti is in it i will never watch that avatar movie because i've heard of the shit oh show that God, that dude. piece of god film is it was the I, worst I, film of that year actually i i remember yeah. ben and i yeah. would always do a top 10 list at the end of the year yeah. and then our worst movie and avatar yeah. was unanimous so it was the so worst movie friend, for both of <laughs> my friend classy katie who's a streamer she uh like i think during the pandemic this happened where her and uh uh her guy zach they were uh they were watching, they watched through all of Avatar, right? And then someone convinced them to watch, like, the fucking Avatar movie. And she got so mad because, <laughs> like, because the they didn't even do the character's name correctly from oh the TV my show. God. They didn't even do the character's name correctly from the TV show. And she was like, I remember her just going, his name is this. I think it's <laughs> Ang is what they call, I don't fucking know, remember for sure. But I just, I was like, oh, my God. That that movie traumatized people, um, yeah. So I just I, 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 devil devil wasn't bad, 
and uh the other one um with uh with uh that ended up being in the with with what do you call them having eight personalities uh McAvoy what the fuck was that one called oh split split yeah split was pretty good i like split, split. Uh, yeah split, because you know he why? did a, a he, twist he, ending but but, he, but he, it, he made it, it wasn't like one that yeah he he it didn't su- affect he successfully the film. made a um, a movie into a sequel that you didn't know was a sequel which is yeah. fucking that's what he yeah yeah but then the third one was fucking terrible was, it was yeah i heard everything about it so I've pissed heard the off. End- I've heard the endings in that film, and I was just like, "Nah, man, I'm good." I'm like, "How um, could you go and do this to your two of your like best movies you've made now, yeah. and just shit on them with this movie? Like, what the so, fuck?" So I have to ask. Now we're talking about this, and I'm thinking, and I'm just like, I think that the one thing in this movie that, with everything we're talking about, where the, this Eloise seeing Sandy and her whatever, what do you think? the murder scene that, that she freaks out with, with Sandy getting stabbed to death. Do you think that was actually like, cause as I sit here and think about it, as we're talking, like I, I, you see Eloise or Sandy getting stabbed to death by uh Matt Smith's character. Yeah. Jack. Do you think that that was really, because that was, that was a, that was a bait and switch, right? It was a, yeah. Oh, we're going to give you this, but it's really like, it's like sleight of hand magic, right? Like you're, you're, yeah, you just you're, fisted a butt. Yeah. So that was your, <laughs> you, uh, uh, and, um, so like, do you, I, I'm, I'm curious on like what Edgar Wright was like, his thought process with, with that was, was that like, was that Sandy? Like, was that her dying because, because she was killing Jack. Was that what it was? It was, it was like she broke and died. And for some, like it was, it was like Eloise was I never picking really up thought feelings. about, yeah. Why, why did she see that? If it didn't happen, if she's seeing everything else, why, why the big bait and switch? But yeah, I think that's a good, uh, and you know, interpretation because like the, because, because she does say that later on. Uh, yeah. Yes, she did die up there because of everything that was done to her, right? The so, girl that she was, yeah. I she went because to that's the only thing that was the thing that was like I was sitting there going, huh? And as I sit here and think about it now, it like it's that explanation and it's enough that it because we were talking about twist endings of the M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong thing, right? But like I, Benedict I Cumberbottom, that... <laughs> I always call him Benedict Cumberbottom, dude. That the that twist ending in that second star trek movie was just not good not good at all not good at all at all i i like M- benedict cumberbatch a lot and that was just like such a wasted performance it really was um uh so yeah so the the we talked about her and and john were like they came in and they they were like they were like kind of trying to get down and uh she sees sandy being murdered by jack and it's kind of where she breaks and it's kind of where she starts like it gets real bad because I I think I, I viewed I it love as the eye makeup though. Like it just yeah. it adds so much to yeah. the terror of the scene, but yeah. it also just adds such a like iconic yeah. scene to like yeah. those eyes are already everything anyways. But that's yeah. why I had to put them on the poster too. Like just the yeah. like 
it's yeah. it, it well, stands out. Well, it's this character that like is. You you think about it if you were somehow like susceptible to like these emotions, these pocket of emotions that had happened, right? Like it's this, if you think about it, once you learn what had happened, this is like literally the worst place you could ever live. Like I, the one, I was kind of hoping at some point after the, the house burned down at the end, you would get a, like, like a, a news collage or something like of please find 87 bodies in this fucking like how many fucking people did sandy fucking kill how many motherfuckers did she because man yeah you're there's sitting there a lot just, of fucking yeah, demons at the end this 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 woman was one of the most prolific serial killers of all time of all time she killed 30 or 40 people at least it seemed like because all the different people chasing her down were these these victims and you go damn also dan you notice that we're getting we're getting (laughs) we're getting more uh we're getting more of these horror villains who are women Women, because this and old grandmas too like bad grandmas the hereditary thing what the hell yeah (laughs) I, and I love it, man, because you don't always like. That's never like the first idea. And, and my wife X, called yeah, that it was. Totally. Yeah, my wife never uh, called that. That was her. And the thing I called, I thought that the the old dude was uh, Jack, but it wasn't. And but I the right one. You think? That. I don't think I I overly saw it coming either. The first time I saw it, yeah. so like, yeah. good good job. Like really, the bait and switch was perfect because it really. It villainizes the men, which it should, because they were all fucking yeah. terrible. But then yep. you don't really know that the real villain in this movie isn't a man. It's just yep. all the bad shit men did, and then what it turned yeah. that broke, broke broke this woman into becoming the, the own the main like, villain. villain. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, man. It's really cool. Yeah, I think that's why well, I dude, appreciate like, this movie so much. I when when the old dude who is a fucking that dude i'm sorry i don't feel bad for that dude because he was a fucking piece of shit anyways like he was the guy from the um the hunger games movies who uh she had met back at the sandy had met back in the 60s and uh who uh was that he was like one of the champions who like you know was whatever with her who was like an undercover cop and he just he's just sitting there acting like oh yeah i've i've done a lot of shit and you just go, oh, so you're just a complete piece of shit. So when he got hit by a car, which Eloise kind of drove him to do, you're like, eh, I mean, it's not the greatest, but like, you were kind of a piece of shit, and you were real <laughs> old. You were real, dude. That was the one thing I think he might have overdone in this film. Motherfuckers, almost like I, I wonder if that's why he did that though. Like he was just trying to set up, oh, oh someone's gonna get hit by a car, and he kept thinking it was gonna be Elo- Eloise, but it wasn't. It was, it was. uh old dude but man that fucker was creepy in that fucking thing and he just i i love he it that's like a one of those things about whodunits where they they make you think it's one person they make you think it's another person they make you, and you just keep guessing right like you keep guessing who the fuck's doing it who the fuck's doing it who the fuck's doing it and you're looking and expecting old jack the whole time because you don't know what actually happened because you don't get it until that last scene how how uh, uh, Sandy fucking actually broke, stabbed Jack to death, and then 
started fucking just every single person who came there as as she was like a prostitute, she fucking murdered. So you're like, how many motherfuckers did she kill? How many were like out of the like man, it got dark at the end and that house was fucking just full of the worst kind of spiritual energy of all time, right? Like there that house that house would like like rivals uh, like fucking the house from a, a house of a thousand corpses kind of thing it, like because so much fucking car- like carnage came happened in this house right uh but yeah that whole ending dude when when she tries to poison her and then uh john comes in the house and like he gets stabbed and it is so foreboding like it's like so foreboding like when the the old lady's chasing her up the fucking stairs right and she's just like yeah cuz she's fucked up because she got she got stabbed too right like or whatever happened to her there's um, a lot that happens on those stairs but i also love that stairs are used so so many different ways the yeah. the amount of like back and forth and like cross cutting between the two worlds and like those yeah. that staircase with the mirrors and like that type yep. of stuff. They they do that a lot like when they're running up the stairs to the bedroom, it yeah. cuts and you know, she's doing that in the sixties place with all the mirrors and the dance floor and yep. everything. I just stairs are are a big part of this movie for some reason. And there's like a, that big battle and they're like slow crawling up and the knife's coming and it's all done in like super slow motion. And like, but you're scared of this old lady and it's, it's, it's done really well. It's that dreamlike state, right? Totally. Where this whole room movie has like a dreamlike state because like, dude, once the fucking, like what you figure out later are the, the victims of Sandy start messing with Eloise that the movie gets is unsettling the rest of the way. Like it's creepy and unsettling because there are so like, you don't know what's happening, but like they all that, that you take a person's face away from them. And it's like that creepy, like that gray, like aspect they have. And it's just like, okay, I'm good, man. What the fuck is going on with these things? And what the fuck is going on with like her and what, like, how crazy is she? And that's one of the, one of the things I really approve of is that they kind of hint that her mom had something similar, but like kept it to herself. Right. And didn't tell people and did it. And that's what drove her to killing herself. Uh, so it's like this thing where you go, that means she killed herself in like what the, er- the early two thousands, right? Like, you know, 10, 11 years before this, like maybe up to like 2010, like, but this woman was so like, so afraid that people would think she was crazy. She's like, couldn't handle it and took, took care of herself. And I think that there are messages in this film, especially with, again, I talk about it before, but like handling mental health and like being able to, to reach out to people when you have mental issues and, and, and you're, you, you don't have to be alone, which I think is such a fucking important message. And I'm so glad that he included that in this film because man, you lose friends, you lose a friend to suicide. I know we both have several times. This is the kind of, yeah, this, this is the kind of stuff you want like to be out there and like people to get and to understand that like, it's okay to feel like to to need help because this is not a journey we do by ourselves, man. And like having those around you and just you wrapping it in this like haunting ghost story and this haunting, like, you know, story about like what a broken person can do. Right. And it's just so, 
it's just Edgar Wright telling a really good story, not super original, like with the, 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 the someone who's ghost receptive, like being in a, a fucked up spot, right? But man, he just nails almost every aspect of this film, like and the dresses I, and the, yeah, you know, just the amount it's beautiful, of, yeah, like the amount of attention to detail that he uh, makes look effortless because he just you, there's like a there's like a maybe two handfuls of like the best filmmakers living today and yeah. he is literally in that double handful of the best filmmakers in the world right now yeah. and it's funny because he's not in the conversation with so many like he is to those filmmakers they are all huge fans of Edgar Wright yeah. He just doesn't have that commercial success like a lot of the other people do. Like, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't understand it. He's been snubbed too much. I feel like yeah. Baby Driver was the first time he was ever had the recognition. This one, I I didn't look at the numbers or anything, but you know I'm seeing everything Edgar Wright always and forever, and you should too. Yeah. Well, dude, the problem with uh, when this movie came out too, it was we were getting to that point where we were opening up a little more right. and we were getting open, but yeah, like yeah, a lot I of people like still weren't comfortable movie. I saw in theaters after yeah. the pandemic stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't go to see anything until Spider-Man and this was the, which is, I would have gone and seen this if it wasn't that the case. Right. And right. so I think it's another th thing where you're just like, damn man, like I, the man Scott Pilgrim, like I said, is one of the most criminally underrated films of all time. And Baby Driver is something that, style wise, is it's such a perfect movie, man. It's such a cool. I saw it in D box, thing. and it was so fun, actually. Like, was oh, that where you like your seats shake and shit? Yeah, they move around and yeah. like. It, it's not the forty X, which is fucking ridiculous. There's like strobe yeah. lights and smoke, and the whole aisle moves as well as your seat. And there's like spraying yeah. you in the face and shit. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. D box. I've seen a couple movies that I'm like, this is fucking dumb. Like, I really want to yeah. see a good D box movie done for a horror movie where it like taps yeah. you on the shoulder and scares the shit out of you and stuff. You know, like a vibrate when you're not expecting yeah. it. That type of stuff. I've seen like. Fast and the Furious in D-Box, and I'm like, man, whatever. I saw it, but Baby Driver, there's, like, one shot where the camera goes, pans around as he's, like, doing the, the and gives that purse back or whatever. The seat yeah. went along with it, and I was like, this is the coolest thing of my fucking <laughs> life. Whoa. It was, it just, it added so much to that part yeah. because it was done so well anyways, and cut to the music, making it a musical, and I was, I was having a fucking blast in that seat, man. Dude. It's funny because I feel like musicals get this weird like reputation where they're like just newbie things like fucking cats and shit like that. But man, like like I'm a musician. Movies. I get yeah. The, I, I I always cut to music, so to see it yeah. done again so effortlessly, yeah. like he did in Baby Driver, he already cuts to music anyways. He's yeah. always on the beat. It made sense that he would do a musical and do it so well. I. I don't understand it. I love. I I grew up on musicals, so yep. you know they they hold a different place for me in my life. But like, I yeah. really don't understand the amount of hate musicals yeah. get. Dude, 
Dude, Sweeney Todd is one of those really so fucking good. dope movies. And then Repo the Genetic Opera is one of those films <laughs> that is just like a cult classic. And yep. it needs more because it's the only thing I've ever watched where I'm like, oh, okay, Paris Hilton's not too bad in this. But like <laughs> the songs hey, are so good. The, and, that, and what was that Wax movie? That Was it Wax? I don't know. Oh, House of Wax. House of yeah. Wax, yeah. Her death scene in that is hilarious. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That was one of those films where they sold the whole fil- the whole like selling premises uh, premises of that movie was come watch Paris Hilton die. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it worked. I do, do Yeah. It's man, I I I feel like this movie didn't have a huge budget last night in Soho, but man, I it, it's just such a great film and I don't know how the fuck it's at 65 on Metacritic. I really don't. How the fuck are you like I feel like you're just shitting on cinema at that point, right? I don't know, man. I Edgar Wright is just like he's up there, man, with like versatile filmmakers that just have done almost everything. Because that's another thing, man. This is a fucking drama, like slash. Or, I mean, it's like a thriller slash horror movie. He's never done anything like that before, right? <laughs> he's done like comedies and like action movies and comedic action movies and and fucking man like he's never done like this kind of movie and it's like just how he knocked out of the park it's just like how how isn't this man loved by more because he really should be <laughs> Edgar Wright is a fucking shit man I really is <sighs> my wife was saying that Anna Taylor Joy is the one that is she the one who who thinks that she's weird looking like like the actress herself thinks it and i'm like man anna taylor you were beautiful in this movie and but i was like why does she keep getting cast as these characters that break and lose their goddamn minds because that was her in witch too <laughs> like that's the her whole thing in witch is like she's the last one who breaks and goes in and goes fuck it i'm gonna go live with the fucking witches because yolo <laughs> because everyone else is dead because black phillips not here you know uh, because Black Phillip told me to do it, so it's on my arm. Black Phillip, man, yeah, Black Phillip, do it and do it, and that's do Anya Taylor Joy right there. Yep, yeah. and right here, she's uh, she's all over the place, man. She's on Josh. me, but you can't you can't tell. It's just silhouette. <laughs> Josh, I love you, I, man. I'm so glad we did this because I I I don't know when like there are movies I still like. I still need to sit down and watch Pig haven't done you're it. just you're giving me uh, really good movies to make alternate yeah. posters for that's all that's happening yeah. right now like and I, i'm you know like some of the like actually i don't even know i feel like i'm i'm thinking about the process a little differently like when i was doing yeah. starting to do them before i was thinking about them like a little older way of thinking or something and i i, I yeah. feel like what i'm accomplishing now on the posters is a lot better and more yeah visual storytelling as well i I was trying to like be more minimalist before whereas now i'm like just having more fun visually yeah yeah it's way more interesting to look at which is something with a movie poster that means something right i mean it's a good movie posters have gotten us to watch bad movies (laughs) so it's Yes. Dude, sharks. Whoever whoever made Sharks of the Corns poster is a fucking genius because they made a, <laughs> one of the worst movies of all time look like a cool oh, movie with fuck. that goddamn poster. So, oh man, fuck that what poster. 
what are we going to do next week, Josh? Do you have any ideas? Because I am fucking beat and I like, I don't know what to think of and I have to pee. So I don't know what I want to do next week. Do you have any ideas? If not, we could, we can uh, figure it out li- later and, and put it out on the, on the interwebs, on the Twitters and whatnot. But, um, no, maybe the, the week after, if I, I'm going to try and figure out for cuff. Cause there's a few horror movies, uh, I don't know okay. when the timeline of when I can actually watch these are because I can watch them yeah. online, but it might only be during the festival week that it works and stuff. I'll have to ask a yeah. few questions, but there's a fucking ton of awesome movies. So what I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to fucking look on to uh, Shudder while we're still here. And there were there were uh, f- f- a bunch of these French extreme films that we've been oh my god they uh i may finally watch a uh a uh, puppet master movie because they are on uh shutter now i guess also another film that's on my uh, to-do list for all time is on there halloween 3 is also now on uh on uh, oh yeah and shutter. r.i.p uh to gilbert godfrey as yeah, well yeah man that that was a sad day today he uh that man made like we we talked about it before, but like things, I mean, not here, but like, uh, he was in things like, uh, Aladdin as yeah, a parrot and yeah. Okay. This is what, okay. We are here and there's a couple of things. <sighs> I kind of want to watch Hellbender because I kept hearing yeah. about how good it is. Cool. It, um, it's, it's trending like crazy right now. And, uh, I was going to watch it anyways. So, so let's do Hellbender, um, and then we'll. I, I we're gonna come back and uh, depending on what goes on with your festival and what we can watch. Um, I'm so down for Hellbender. I love the poster yeah. already. Anyways, the like minimalist, yeah, cool font. I want it. So see what yeah. I can do. And then it was it was either that or some of these French extreme movies. So we'll 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 make our way back to those bit because I there are things inside I want to watch. Uh, like just on here. Uh, Frontier, I want to watch. Um, so Frontier and Inside are the two that are kind of like we we even talked about doing Inside it, and then we ended up doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, so yeah, okay, man, yeah, let's do it. We're doing a Hellbender. Uh, a T from from uh, Handle Scare could not talk enough good things about that film. Sick. Also, so. Okay, buddy. Well, we are MurderMoose.com. We are MurderMoose Pod on Twitter. I'm Rod underscore, underscore Johnston on Twitter and Twitch. Josh is Josh WRB on Twitter and Twitch. And motherfuckers, go watch Josh drum and make cool posters on Twitch. So go follow him. I don't care about following me as much. You should follow me, but Josh is more important. So <laughs> go go watch him and give him hand drops and tell him how good he is. So uh. <laughs> Josh, I love you, buddy. And I love this movie. And I love talking about it with you. So. Uh, we will be back next week with Hellbender on Shudder. Hellbender. Hellbender. I will see you soon, Josh. Bye. Bye.